0: Everybody, welcome in to another issue of the ComBookies podcast. Episode 97 is here. Big day today, not just a new ComBookies episode, but it is New ComBook Day and it is National Inauguration Day. A huge day for our country. Let's get into some sports though. We have a divisional games recap and a championship Sunday preview. We touch on the first week of games in the NHL. The EPL, we check in on the standings. And who is the first team to 40 points? You will find out. And the NASCAR season is weeks away. We have a few stories there. Over on the comic side, we have, of course, new books to preview. We have DC, Marvel, Image, AWA, just to name a few. Jurassic World News. Netflix surpasses 200 million subscribers. DC Universe goes infinite. Justice League goes to a one-shot. Plenty more, and we discuss a bunch of shows, including WandaVision and the HBO documentary Tiger. Sean's here, Mark's here, the whole gang's here. Join us as we start episode 97 of the ComboPeace podcast. Let's hit it, baby. Welcome back, fans, to Con podcast. All of our fans around the world, thank you so much for subscribing, downloading, and listening. Sean, Mark, uh, we have another episode this week of our podcast, we also have a new president. The 46th president in the United States was sworn in today, along with Miss Vice President Kamala Harris. Um, So, how was your guys' Wednesday so far, and how was your guys' inauguration day? Big day for the country. Comic Bookie fans, what's going on, guys? Comic
1: Bookies, Mike, Mark. Good Wednesday so far, man. Middle of the week. I know we had, uh, well, some of us had Monday off. I don't want to go say we all did. But it is Inauguration Day. Obviously a new president. So hopefully the next four years, cheers to it. Hopefully it's good for all of us. And just always put the people first, just like we said earlier, Mike. Uh, But no, everything's good, man. Good work day so far. Week's been pretty quick knock out these next couple days how's everything with you guys
2: what a long four years it has been guys i just wish that i could have been vibing with you guys i mean personally in our own personal life personal lives we have been vibing for four way longer than four years but man just uh hopefully the tides can turn in america comic bookie fans what is up comic bookie mark here with you guys i'm uh, so proud to be with my brothers here sean and mike and uh to deliver another episode with you guys but yes this is another week in our uh, nation another week in the united states thank you all fans that support us globally all over the world but our nation here is hoping for you know rejoice and uh new beginnings you know uh uh as, as many people hated donald trump donald j trump uh, i believe that he had some good in his heart as well as Biden does, but, uh, you know, regardless of your politics or whatever side you swing for, I think we need to all be, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when we were in like junior high, high school, they used to show us that diagram, right, where it was like two circles and they met in the middle, and, and the Venn diagram. The Venn diagram. Thank you, thank you, Mike, uh, for being a better student than me and remembering all that. <laughs> but uh, I, that, that, that's that's the world we're living in here, guys, in America yeah. right now. We're a big Venn diagram where we got the left, the right, and it all meets in the middle where it's like a, a quarter of a of an oval. But at the end of the day, man, whether you're on the left wing, whether you're on the right wing, we're all. Uh, it's all part of the same bird, baby. And you know what? I, I just hope that all us Americans on this day, uh, January 20th, that we rejoice and that we kind of just look at each other or look at our Well, first, we got to look at ourselves in the mirror and come to, you know, come to we, we have to look at us ourselves in the mirror and, and realize who we are, what we're trying to do in this country. And then we have to look at each other and brothers and sisters and realize that, you know, the greatest nation on earth. And we're, we're really all in this together. So uh, yeah, like like the comic bookie fans and like my comic bookie brothers and my hosts right here, Mike and Sean, we're all in it together. And I hope that our country can prosper and the rest of the world as well. So uh, thank you, guys. And, you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of emotional right now, but I'm excited. I'm excited to see what these next four years, possibly eight, who knows, could bring us. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm, yeah. I'm just being really I'm, I'm just bringing my optimistic side is coming out right now, guys.
0: Yeah, you know that's well said, Mark. Actually, and I want to say a little congratulations to, you know, people like my wife, my daughter Maddie, um, Mark, your daughter, Sean. If you ever have any uh, daughters when you have start having kids, you know, this is a huge day for them. A huge day, Kamala Harris being a woman, a woman of color from specifically Oakland, California. So it's kind of like hits on on all different, you know aspects for us but becoming the first you know vice president and you know just kind of showing them that there's no end in sight if they can do it it's gonna be in the history books if she can do it then they can do it so it's pretty cool that we get to experience that that we get to live through that as well um not to go into sports but just on that same kind of you know uh thing we have a our first referee gonna referee the super bowl uh, woman, sorry, first woman re- referee going referee in the Super Bowl yep. two coming up, so that's pretty cool, too. Um, and then Inauguration Day, unfortunately, going on the total polar opposite aspect um, side of the uh, plane here. Um, inauguration Day will forever be, um, you know, the anniversary of the death of one of my coworkers and, you know, a, a good friend, Raul, so a little shout-out to him, RIP, today. Uh, One-year anniversary Raul. of his... In peace, of, Raul. Uh, ...of his death, so... Uh, but yeah, five, if, di- five days after after my brother uh Gary passed away as well. Gary's C right. so, on so the fifteenth. This, this whole yeah. week, this whole week, Combookies podcast episode ninety seven dedicated to Gary and to Raul. And and uh, with Kobe coming up here in a couple of days, that's I'm right. sure. So yeah, the twenty second. The whole week. Yeah, I know. Crazy. So if uh if that's pretty much it for the politics, let's get into the sports side of the uh, podcast. So what we want to hit first is the NFL. The NFL, we had four really good games. Uh, I don't know. Packers-Rams wasn't, you know, too, too exciting, but we had some good games this weekend, and now Don't we finally are. Alex. <laughs> I know. We have a dwindle. <laughs> well, he, he, he agreed. We talked about it a little bit at, uh, today when I went into the shop. He agreed. Uh, oh, by the way, thank you so much for, uh, Alex, for jumping on last week, episode 96. And speaking of that, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Today, the 20th of January, 2021, is New Comic Book Day. Go get your books. He can give it to you whatever you want, however you want, Curbside uh, hand delivery by U.S. Postal Service or UPS, or you can actually go in there, masked up, and you can hand get your books. So yeah, so we have, we are down to four teams. We have Buffalo Bills visiting the Kansas City Chiefs, and we have the Tom bay Buccaneers visiting Aaron Rodgers and Lambeau Field and the Green Bay Packers. So you guys want to touch on some of the other games uh, from last week, and then let's get into the preview of this week. Well, I mean last week. When you
1: kind of look at all the games, it kind of was, we knew what was going to happen. If you took, I guess, the money line, it seems that should have won, did win. But, man, there was definitely a couple of storylines with all of the games going to the Ravens game, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he got concussed, but just all game, they didn't look good. Losing 17-3, to Buffalo, the clear, not just favorite, but just a clear winner in that game, no doubt about it. And in that Saints game, we may have seen the last game of Drew Brees, Uh, Had a couple bad passes. That Tampa Bay defense definitely stepped up, causing four turnovers. Like we said, man, you don't beat Brady three times, and sure enough, they didn't. And then, you know, going to Kansas City, Mahomes got hurt, and Cleveland, they had that game. They had a couple good chances that I think that maybe they just kind of overanalyzed things. They had the interception off of Henny, and they still had time. They decided to pass instead of running the ball a little bit, and unfortunately... Chiefs still ended up winning that football game and then that Green Bay game. Not really much of a storyline. Green Bay just kind of was better. Cold weather, Rams didn't really play that good and yeah, now we're off to the NFC and AFC championship game. What'd you guys think about the games last week?
0: Um, I would have taken the L on a bunch of games. That's all I know. <laughs> I know I think the only game if you would have said like, you know, gun to my head, pick a spread, I think I've only I only would have won the Green Bay game. I think I you know was thinking kansas city would have covered the 10 points and they might have if mahomes would have played the whole game Mm -hmm. they might have but they didn't you know that's how the cookie crumbles i thought that the saints were going to win at the voodoo dome and complete the three-game sweep they did not uh to the much delight of mr mark vagundes and of course i had the ravens that was like my one kind of like you know i'm gonna throw in like this sleeper pick and i thought they were gonna go in there and play well but then you know Lamar Jackson gets hurt and even if Lamar Jackson didn't play i mean didn't you know get hurt i still don't think they would have come back or even covered that spread i just didn't see it buffalo just looked like the way better team like they they definitely solidified themselves as close to the second best team in the afc Very right good. there they're really really good so but, it's but let me be, go ahead mark let me ask you
2: though like we kind of saw Buffalo, they they, they kind of like our stock graphs, you know, the Dow Jones industrials and the S&P 500. You saw them at the beginning of the year really up, then they kind of downtrended, then they kind of like flatlined. Now they're really uptrending right now, which is obviously what you want to do when you get to this playoff, you know, NFC, I mean, sorry, AFC championship type games. But I mean, in your guys' honest opinion, I want to ask you guys now, do you guys think that? It can be sustained against the champs, against Mahomes and the champs on the road as well. You know, they've been they've been lucky to be playing in the Bills Mafia Stadium, I guess, with uh, all of a sudden Mr. Cuomo was is all about having fans and whatnot. But that's that's for another podcast. But at the end of the day, man, what I'm trying to ask you guys is Buffalo Bills. Yes, they're good. Josh Allen, more of a rookie to this type of pressure as as Patrick Mahomes is, I mean, I know you guys can all agree with me on that, but we're sitting at a minus three line here at a one sixty on the money line for Kansas City Chiefs. If you like the Buffalo bills to win it outright, uh, you can get them at plus one forty or plus uh, three on the on the line. But let me ask you, Sean and Mike, do you think that this line is kind of being based on uh, on the on the protocol that Mahomes had last week? is it do you think this is a fair line i think that this is pretty i think that the odds makers guys and i'll I'll vouch with you guys right now in my honest opinion what i would see by looking at this line and what the market makers are kind of pricing it in at i've seen kansas city you know be a way bigger favorite in a lot of these games in these last two three years whatever that they've been making these playoffs super bowl runs and um you know, I, I think that line's kind of low. I think that, I don't know if it's because of Mahomes and what he's going through, but I thought this this line probably would have been a little bit closer to four, four and a half. What are your guys' takes on this a, uh, AFC championship game? Do you guys think that, I mean, do you guys honestly think that Buffalo can go on the road? Or do you guys just think it's like a hoax that Mahomes is going to be perfectly healthy? He's going to come out here and slaughter the Bills. I, I don't know, man. I think that. It's kind of hard to go against Kansas City, but this line is just too low. It seems too good to be true. You're giving up a field goal with the
1: champs. Your guys' thoughts. I think Buffalo has that Tennessee swagger from last season. I picked Tennessee, I think, in both their games versus New England versus Baltimore last year. And Buffalo this year, I think, is the same thing. They're going to work their way to the AFC Championship. But I think style alone is what's going to kill them against Kansas City. They don't run the football that good. They run with Josh Allen on design plays, and he can scramble. But Devin Singletary, he hasn't really rushed that much. Zach Moss is out for the rest of the playoffs. And I think that's just going to hurt them. If you look at the Cleveland game and a lot of the games against uh, the Chiefs, yeah, you need a pass to get those big plays. But you also need to run that football. And their run defense is actually not that good. And I think that's going to actually be exactly what I said. It's going to be the killer for the Bills. So alluding to what you said, Mark, I think the spread's really low and I think the Chiefs are actually going to easily probably win the football game Not, yeah, nothing I, against the Bills I like mm-hmm. the Bills but I don't think they're gonna be able to hang to be honest
0: yeah I, I think that it's low because of the uncertainty of Patrick Mahomes like you just don't know like they just don't know how well he's gonna play if at 100 percent um it, it sounds like the Bills I don't know I, I think they're planning for Mahomes but just to be safe they have to plan for two different quarterbacks did, right now the you, defense does
2: did you guys see Mahomes hit? I, I'm sorry,
0: personally, I did not. It looked like he got, like, choked or something. It, it didn't look like he got, like, hit in the head. Yeah, it was
1: like an arm around his, like, shoulderish neck. And then just the way his his head didn't even drive in, like, with force from the player. It kind of just got tackled in that motion. And yeah. Do you, think he got, your...
0: do you think he got choked out? Like, as he's going down, no, arm they said it, pinched, his...
1: it pinched the nerve in his neck, which caused them to kind of, like, just go all wobbly and stuff. And that's the reason why he shouldn't be playing this week. If it was any other football player, I promise you they wouldn't be playing this week. Guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Guaranteed. So, they was so that passed, bad, Sean? They said he's passed most concussion protocol, but they're saying the key thing is what made him, like, get basically baby draft legs was he pinched, like, a nerve in his neck, which kind of, I mean, he couldn't even stand up on his own. He had to literally be held up.
0: Yeah, no, but, I mean, Sh-
1: but but Sean coming as a San
2: Francisco 49er fan, of course, he wouldn't want him to see him play in another. <laughs> uh, no, no, oh,
0: no. If he
1: plays, he plays. I mean, you want to see the yeah. best. Oh, is, you people,
0: know, what, hey. People who like the Chiefs need to bank. Uh, people are going to be banking on Mahomes playing and they're going to want to catch that low number. So you're going to want to catch that three, maybe buy down to a two and a half, and yeah. if, you, if you get it down there, that's money right there, especially if you're banking on Mahomes playing at close to 100 percent because I do agree with you, Sean. I do think that the Chiefs are going to win by at least three. I think they're going to be a win at home with at least a touchdown. If you think that by game by game by game, I don't know what the exact number is of fans that are going to be at Arrowhead, but if you figure that more and more fans are going to be allowed to be in the building this game – it you know in in the in the in the state of Missouri, it's gonna be it's much. gonna be quite a few. It's yeah, gonna be I didn't quite see
1: much COVID restrictions last week. Let's just say that it was
0: yeah crazy over there. It was packed. So that's gonna be and can you imagine? I mean, I'm just gonna slow sidebar this. Can you imagine how many fans are gonna be at Raymond James Stadium with the individual f- laws that Florida have has? The, the, they're, they have the most lax rules when it comes to everything because everything's open down there. Disney World, all the theme parks are open down there. I've been watching YouTube videos with my daughter feeling all that, all, all that FOMO. You know what I'm saying? So that place on Super Bowl Sunday. On DeSantis. DeSantis. But you know what? I think that's actually like
1: funny you brought that up, and I know we'll talk about the Super Bowl. But do you think the Super Bowl itself, the NFL, are they going to let all the fans be in there despite well, maybe what the yeah. state has? Are they going to look at like the big picture?
0: We're looking at if they want to have a full packed house, then yes, I think the NFL can probably step in and say, "Dude, no, no, no! no, Like, we're only allowing 50% or whatever." So, yeah, we're looking we're looking at about 17,000
2: fans at Arrowhead is what the numbers about projecting. So I'd say about uh, you're looking at how many fan uh, 40,000 seats maybe, Mike? No, a lot more. We
0: went there, Sean. It was at 60 or 70,000. 60
2: or 70k K on that ass so you're looking at about a one-third pack stadium yeah about i mean one-third pack stadium with these crazy chiefs fans i don't know i haven't looked at the weather report if you guys have an update on that i do not but uh i mean seventeen thousand fans in um, the cold
0: mark you eight. have a from 2010 to present day you have a seventy six thousand four hundred sixteen seat capacity at arrowhead stadium he Say about that again. Uh, let's just call it
1: 76.5. 76.5. And are about are about 15% capacity right there.
0: Ugh. Bro, we were there. It was loud as hell. That's one of the best stadiums to go to. If like if you don't like the whole like glitz and glam of these new stadiums, if you like just a hard nose, just in your face, just I'm going there for a hot dog, go a couple beers, City. and you watch a football a damn football game. That place is hella fun and of course it's it's missouri me like sean was wearing his niner stuff i'm wearing my raider stuff the worst thing we said was hey buddy you got the wrong gear on Like, like we didn't hear anything like hey f you and throwing <laughs> you know, getting beer thrown on you and stuff no dude yeah it was nice fans as, as far as so you know what, so what far, gear yeah. did you have on though i had my old school uh um i had my old school raider jacket on that he bought the night before the game <laughs> yeah dude like i had i had my jersey ready i had my shirts in this and my hat and, and, and ready to go i walk into a what like a tj read, max tj max bro or whatever and, and i'm flipping through the thing they got like kansas jayhawk stuff kansas state okay uh, see? yeah wildcats going and all of a sudden boom here comes this one random ass like ra- like old school raider jacket you know, like you know like the shiny one what, what the hell is that called not the is it the members only jacket
1: it wasn't a Mitchell and S one. It was uh I can't I know you're talking about the straight uh, – That was so
2: cool. Mitchell and S. Let me ask you guys a question here real quick, guys. With a, with an over under of 54 points. But yeah, we're looking at the weather forecast here for Kansas City, Missouri. You know, on Sunday the 24th, with a with a high of 44, a low of 31, with showers. 45 percent. I mean, you're probably gonna get somewhat of showers, although I don't think it's gonna impact it too much. Is there going to be uh is this going to come into play in your handicapping guys Sean yeah. Mike is it, yeah. uh, with the uh, with the little bit of showers in the forecast do you think that is an advantage uh Mahomes advantage uh Bills Mafia that plays in 0
0: degrees I'm sure up there in upstate New York Yeah, what I, mean, there, I mean I mean both teams are used to playing in the cold and you said a low of 31 Yeah 31 yeah, low 31. So, I mean, it, if the temperature stays down at that at that level, which it won't because the cloud coverage is going to keep it a little warmer. But if it's going to rain at 32 and below it, that is snow. So we might be looking at some snow as well. So I'm always going to give the advantage to the home team if they are used to playing in similar weather. You want to go back to the Rams. You play at SoFi Stadium and they play half their games up in Seattle where it's just cold. Santa Clara, which it's you know it's beautiful California weather, and then in, in Arizona where they're indoors, you know they're of course they're gonna play like ass in Lambo, you know in, in in January. So I, I see I see a, a little bit tighter of a matchup, which you know bodes well for the three three and a half or Buffalo, you know, but I would take the home team.
2: I'm with you also on that, Mike. I mean, honestly, you kind of you're you're a pretty good salesman on that one, you know. But I think that what you said with the home team favorable weather for both, you know, teams that are kind of accustomed to these type of. Obviously, it's not going to be snow. It's not going to be a blizzard. Like I said, 45 degrees or 45% chance of showers with the wind blowing at ten only 10 miles an hour, which is somewhat you know it's not too impactable but blowing in from the east i think that i'm with you guys man i think that the chiefs being there being the champs you got to beat the champs to be the champs and as, as good as good of a story it is for for buffalo and bills mafia and whatnot i they're, they're gonna still keep on having to deal with this pain and suffering like our las vegas raiders are mike i mean there's no there's no ifs there's no there's no at the end of the day playing at home this is what you fought for trying to defend the title mahomes uh let's uh, mike who's gonna knock him out Who's going to knock him out of the game to give uh, your Buffalo Bills a chance? I know,
0: right? <laughs> um, well, I mean, it, it sounds like it's a unanimous decision on this game, but I know it's not a unanimous decision on the other game. So down, in, so up over in Lambeau, Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting Green Bay Packers. Let's give some analysis on this game. Mark, I know which way you're going. You're going tampa bay with freaking tom brady who needs to Come get the on, hell out just man. like philip rivers how, how, did
2: today how many episodes are we in since uh the beginning <laughs> of the nfl season mike are we i don't, I don't know was in that back in episode 70 early 70s maybe mid 70s i don't know we might have to check on one of those but <laughs> i'd love to get a sound clip of me calling for oh it's not going to be that hard because all we have to do is find the sound clip of when oh, the tampa bay lightning won the oh lord stand cup yeah. Because that's, that's when true. I said it, I said, you know, it was kind of hard to pick Tampa Bay Rays winning the, the, the ship when the Dodgers were just that team this year, especially after losing how many years in a row and whatnot. So, but I did say, mark my words, I'll go back and find it if I have to go through hours of, uh, of, of, uh, <laughs> of footage, but mark my words, I did say Tampa Bay was going to play in the NFC championship game with a chance to play in the Super Bowl in their own stadium and it's going to happen but let me tell you guys Sean Mike you know what scares the hell out of me in this game they've already played one time they already played one time mm-hmm. in Tampa Bay and the t- and the tables have turned this time guys yeah and you know you guys know what happened down there in Tampa a couple months ago right oh yeah i mean hey or he got slaughtered yeah he got slaughtered He didn't like the cards he was dealt. And this time, I think that it's going to be a little bit different. I'm scared as hell. I want Tom. Sorry, Mike, don't don't roll over in your grave just yet. I want Tom to win for my prediction. Now, do I think Tom has a chance? Yes, I do. Do I like him more with the three, three and a half points? A hundred percent I do. But and am i willing to take him on the money line. Yes, I am, guys, because Tom Brady is going to be making his what? Eighth? No, not 10th Super Bowl. He's lost three, won what, six, I think, if I'm not mistaken. He might be attending his 10th Super Bowl. But guys, like I said, Mike, don't roll over your grave yet. If there's money to be made, there's money to be made. And that's what we're here for. At the Comic Bookies podcast brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, <laughs> California, baby. But let's I go. To, and I, I, I think to. that Tom has a great chance in this game. It's scary as hell playing in Green Bay, but I think it's going to be fun. Is this is this a second game on Sunday, guys? I hope it is.
0: Um, I'm actually not too sure. I'll, I want to cut in real quick. A little sidebar. Episode 78 was our week one preview. where We had Russell on, we kind of previewed the NFL season. So nice. if, if, if that's where you called it, episode 78, nearly 20 episodes ago in uh second week of September and counting. Nice. Yeah. So Sean, what you think about the Sunday's game in Lambeau? Man, uh, Tom
1: Brady in the AFC Championship, or NFC Championship now, guys. it's is
0: the first game, guys. Sorry to
1: cut in. It's, That's the
2: first game on Fox at uh, 12 p.m. Pacific time, okay. p.m. Eastern.
1: Yeah, it's definitely hard to go into Lambeau. Super cold weather to beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers the way they're playing. Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, they're striding right now. And last week, especially versus that top-notch Rams defense, you would have thought that, you know, that offense wouldn't have been able to hit on all cylinders and it was just opposite. They were doing exactly that hitting on all cylinders. So I think Tampa Bay's defense, I don't think they're quite as good as the Rams defense, but their offense with Tom, they're going to be obviously striding. So it's going to be a shootout. I do think that uh, it's a tough one, Max. I mean, I want to say Rogers with that MVP season kind of getting all the naysayers kind of saying maybe he's done or he's not as good as he used to be. He's just absolutely killing it. Probably going to win the MVP of this season. And then Tom Brady going to a team that we're all like, what the hell you have? Mike Evans and Godwin and Antonio Brown, Gronkowski. It's like a freaking fantasy team. How can he not win this week? So I, I'm really caught in the middle. This is one of those tough ones. It's uh, I can see either side of the coin, man. What do you think, Mike?
0: Um. Both these quarterbacks have plenty of playoff experience. Green Bay Packers seven and one at home this year. The Tampa Buccaneers are at, almost as good on the road at six and two. Oh man, both teams have been playing really well. You know, what are the two road losses for Tampa? Do you have those? Um, I can get it to you in a second. But uh, you know, as I looked this up we are they oh they lost obviously at the saints and then they lost 20 to 19 it wasn't that a primetime game in in chicago they randomly yes, lost that game in chicago that was a that, uh, that so, game Yeah. so really it kind of a fluke they they you know they, they really they should have only have one loss but i mean if i'm going to give my analysis um it's pretty simple guys um, Tom Brady cannot. <laughs> I, I just can't. I'd love to enjoy watching the Super Bowl this year. And like I told you guys via text message earlier this week, I don't know if I'm gonna watch the game if Tom Brady's gonna be in the Super Bowl. I don't know if I am. I I, just, I can't sit there and enjoy. And just like just sitting on, you know, pins and needles thinking that he's going to win number seven. Yeah, I have to go Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. And M- you know what? Here, I'm going to go. M- I'm going to go. He's the MVP of this season. Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go MVP and the MVP of the Super Bowl. The MVP of this season. NFL 2020, 2020 2021 season is Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay Packers will meet. The two number one seeds are going to meet in the Super Bowl. Nice. Green Bay Packers. I, I'm gonna get half of my preseason bet because the Saints are out now. My Saints uh, Chiefs matchup is done. He's cashing so in early, guys. TCB, he's TCB fans, he's ca- Mike's cashing in early, guys. I know you want to say it's, you, know, you want to have some variety in the seeds and stuff. You know, it's not always gonna be one versus one. I'm going that this year, 2021, Green Bay Packers, Kansas City Chiefs.
2: Green Bay Packers and Kansas City Chiefs. Well, let me tell you this. So you guys said that they lost to the Bears. They also – A
0: rematch of Super Bowl II, which wasn't named Super Bowl II until much after. This was the AFL-NFL Championship, the second one. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was the first one. I'm sorry. The Green Bay Packers beat the Chiefs, then the Raiders in the first two Super Bowls. Yeah. So this is going to be a rematch of the very first AFL-NFL Championship game. Mr. Vince Lombardi, Bart Starr – winning that game. So, there's my analysis. Boom. And ba- and back in week
2: 5, guys, um Tampa Bay Bucks, they actually lost to your Kansas City Chiefs 24 to 27. One of their uh, five losses, they obviously lost two to the Saints in the regular season, one to the Rams, one to the Bears, as you guys alluded to by one point. But man, this is going to be fun. If Tom can actually pull this off against Aaron, which, you know, at the end of the day, we're all sitting here basically thinking that the Chiefs are really going to pull this out against the Bills. We don't know Mm -hmm. yet. We don't know that. That is the second game on the docket, guys. I mentioned it earlier. The first game is actually going to be the NFC Championship game. I wish it was the other way around because I'd like to see two of the older, you know, kind of goats, if you will, uh, go at it compared to the young guns. But obviously the way they want to the way the NFL wants to showcase it, they want to showcase the young the young blood. So uh, I I don't know, guys. I think that this is so hard to tell. I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs. Like I think we're all going for, which kind of scares me. But at the end of the day, you guys like the Packers, if I'm not mistaken. And, um, man, uh, let's, let's just say this, guys. I'll take the points. If you're going to give me three and a half, I'm going to buy the half a point to four. And I'm going to pay the extra juice and the VIG to get that four points. But if you're going to talk about the money line – I'd go a little bit lower on the money line. I'd probably put 70% of my bet on the, on the points and 30% on the money line. But uh, the NFC championship game is going to be a tough, tough one to call guys. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't know mm-hmm. what's going to happen there. Like I said, if Tampa Bay would have lost that first game against Aaron, I would have completely been on Tampa Bay, but since they completely blew him out, I don't know. I think Matt LaFleur and a, a veteran Aaron Rodgers has a little bit to offer. Tom and uh, the Bucks yeah. at home in Green Bay, guys.
0: And, and I'm not sure when the window was when he was injured, but I would guess that did Green Bay even have Devontae Adams in that game? Was it before or after? I, I, I think don't think he was no. hurt. Yeah, yeah I so I mean... Hurt. So, so there you go. That He could be a small factor, so you never know. Um, actually, before we move on to the next sport, I want to uh, hit an Instagram uh, question coming from our boy Steve Gannon all the way in South Carolina he asks Sharp me like Shannon Rich, Rich like, like Gannon. Gannon that's right <laughs> he asks uh are the Colts going to contend with the Chiefs and the Bills next year as the third overall best team in the AFC if they go and get Matt Stafford as a quarterback to replace Philip Rivers No <laughs> So so, so uh. then so then so where would they if they got Matt Stafford who's been you know I mean, who knows how he would play? He's been on one team for his whole career and he's had like one good player on his team and Calvin Johnson. Who, you know, who would you say like like where would you say put the Colts? Would you put him higher or lower than with Philip Rivers? And then who would you say is the third best team then if you don't may have them as the third best team in the AFC?
1: I still think Tennessee is a better team than them. I think Baltimore is still a better team than them. They actually had a really good year. They actually had the perfect quarterback this year with Phillip Rivers. He had winning experience, playoff experience. Stafford has, I think, no playoff experience. So I think skill-wise, he's good statistically. You see the numbers, but you need a winner. You need a winner. Yes, he hasn't been on the best of football teams, but great quarterbacks find a way to win. And he's never been a winner, unfortunately. So, I mean, yeah, I think he'd be good. Maybe, you not want to say a boost from Phillip Rivers, but, I mean, it would be good for him. Maybe he'll, you know, find a rejuvenation and get them to the playoffs. But I just don't see them being that team right below the Bills in Kansas City, even with the Stafford boost. Mark? Well, I- I'm with Sean on that
2: one as well. You still got King Henry. You still got... Um... Cleveland.
1: still have Cleveland. You the never worst, know about the Cleveland. The worst thirteen-win team. But, but Cleveland's
2: <laughs> not in the South. You, you got to think about winning your division first, guys. No, Are I you
0: know, about? but 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 we're, but we're just saying, you know, third best team, you know, overall. Let's just say it was thrown in like the, you know, like these NHL conferences where it's just one big conference right now. You know, would like would you put Indianapolis at the third best team overall in the AFC if they added Matt Stafford?
2: Mm, probably not you guys are kind of a little bit ahead of me. I'm thinking about winning the division first, and that's yeah. where I start at. And I'm thinking about Tennessee Titans with Ryan Tannehill, King Henry, yes, and Brown. Um, But, you know, I think that who knows what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Sean, you can probably touch on that if you want him to be your next quarterback <laughs> of your San Francisco 49ers. There it is. Um, But in my opinion, I think that, what urban Meyer just got hired down there in Jacksonville. They're going to have the first pick. I think obviously they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. And I I think that urban Meyer probably wouldn't have even taken that job if that wasn't who they were going to try to get. And in my opinion, I just think that you're going to have to build with Matt Stafford as a quarterback in Indianapolis, just like you did have to build with uh, Philip rivers. Although Philip rivers did seem to catch on pretty quick. You can't just keep having that same turnaround year after year. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of what plagued a lot of these teams. You know, Derek Carr, offensive coordinators every year. You got to kind of stick to a system. At the end of the day, at some point, you got to kind of stick to the same coaching uh, regiment. You got to kind of stick to the same uh, style and whatnot. So, I mean, I think that if the Colts were to get Matt Stafford, in my opinion, are they going to be the third best team? No. I think Matt Stafford coming from Georgia, how many years ago, he's already kind of getting to the latter stages of his career. I think that he still does have a lot to offer in this league, but good enough to be third in the AFC uh, negative guys. I think that Trevor Lawrence, urban Meyer with their building down there in Jacksonville, I think they have a lot more upside. If uh, if I'm looking at future bets, I think that uh, the Titans and Tannehill, like we mentioned, Still has a lot more upside to go. And uh, Houston, like I said, they're a wild card right now. If they retain uh, Deshaun Watson, they could still be a player. If they don't, they can completely fall off the cliffside. But it's still yet to be seen. But if you guys are asking me about the third best team and being the Colts with Matt Stafford, I'd have to be a big
0: negative on that, guys. I'm going to finish off the trifecta and also agree with you guys. Sorry, Steve. That's a big no-no for me, too. Um, Even with the offensive line, the running game and Jonathan Taylor and the up, you know, that defense is pretty damn good, too. I still think that overall Tennessee is a better team in the south. Baltimore is a better team up north. Uh, Even Cleveland, if they continue to get better, if they can somehow move OBJ or get him to fix his whole attitude, then they're a lot better of a team, too. So, yeah. So let's move on from the gridiron to the ice. Uh, NHL's first week, week and a half, I have teams here in the standings that have played between zero – Dallas Stars, sorry, coronavirus hits them. They haven't even played a game yet this year. And a couple of teams who have played five games. So, gentlemen, I've actually watched, like, every Sharks game. Uh, they've played four games. Uh, our local team, they're 2-2, two and two, a shootout win tonight against St. Louis. But you have Golden Knights at a 4-0, eight, uh, eight points. Two Canadian teams uh, with six points, the Canadians and Maple Leafs. Uh, Flyers and Capitals have six. And that pretty much, you know, is, is, is how the season's starting so far. Uh, it's kind of weird. I mean, like... I don't even know what to talk about about the NHL like how how is it with you guys so far like watching this and knowing that the next couple months of the season is going to be home on Tuesday against Golden Knights and then also home against Golden Knights on Thursday and then we go to Minnesota on Saturday and then also we're in Minnesota on Monday. It's kind of weird. It's cool how they're still able to get a season in but I don't know. Until I get an 82 game schedule where I play most of my conference, most of my division, and I and I play a home and home against every single team, including the East, it's never gonna be, it's never gonna seem normal, fellas.
1: I agree with you, bro. Uh, Ever since the season started, you know, I've watched most of the Sharks games too, and I just got that vibe, bro. I know that we're playing today, we're gonna be playing in two days also, Mm -hmm. and knowing we're not gonna really be playing those East Coast teams, that know no travel. It's really weird. It almost feels forced. Yeah, it's good. They kind of did what they did to at least have a season, but I think what they did is also kind of the problem. Cause it's like, you're really just like limiting the season. You're kind of just forcing things just so we have a season. So I don't know. It's, 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 it's something, it's a product. I mean, it's nice to see that the sharks, you know, we have two wins We're two and two, we're actually playing some pretty good hockey, but I don't know. Like, I'm still it's still, you know, four games in and even looking at Detroit. I mean, they or Detroit, sorry, Dallas. They haven't even played a game yet. So I think we're still kind of just taking it in. I mean, some people I mean, probably even know the damn season's on right now,
0: (laughs) unfortunately.
1: There's no marketing for it whatsoever. I
0: mean, like I I think we said two weeks ago anything. I saw a commercial for an NBC like hockey night the day before the season started. Like these are yeah. like this is a slate of games like two or three or four games or whatever, and it was the freaking day before. Like my god, come on, man. And that's
1: the what's problem. What's your
0: guys'
2: What's your guys' opinion on that? It, do you think that it's just the way COVID has been treating things? Do You guys think that it's an internal thing when it comes to uh, Batman and the and the I way that know. he's running that running the NHL and whatnot? It's do you, you? no one cares.
0: But like no, I, you know what? To it, me, it, I, it, it could be a Bettman problem because back in the day, come on, Sean. Like when we were watching and stuff, there was George Wednesday night hockey God, on on, 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 on ESPN. It, like it was you. way better in the in the late nineties, early two thousands. You know, it, dude, it was so much better when the Devils were hella good, the Colorado Avalanche when we were first getting the Minnesota Wild, the Nashville Predators. The remember the Atlanta Thrashers? Remember that? No, like I
1: mean, it's just weird because like what we're referring to also was a year you know the years where we had those names those monster names like now like honestly we don't have those monster names anymore like we have some good players like two of the best ever Crosby and Ovechkin but like you know you can go oh my god Blues players uh, Flyers players Red hey. Wings players yeah. all those teams back in the day you can name at least one basically superstar But now it's just like, yeah, there's some good hockey players, but like it just didn't have that sex appeal like it did back then, man. And you're right. Like, I haven't seen one ESPN promotion for it. Like, I'm literally not a commercial, not, hey, tune in to hockey starting next week. I haven't seen one. It's a combination of everything. And that's why I want to play Devil Advocates with my two co-hosts right
2: now, because in my opinion, yeah, I think that um, United States might not be pushing it as much because dealing with the whole state of affairs that our country's going with through right now with our presidency and and whatnot. but I, I mean, if we have Canadian fans up across the border, eh? let me know. Let me know how your north is doing. We got the Canadians, the Maple yep, got Leafs, it. the Flames, the Jets, Oilers, Canucks, and Senators. They're all playing in the same league right now. Against I mean, each
0: other, and, there's, and they're playing nobody else.
2: And they're playing nobody else. Mike, can you please tell the fans how many teams are going to be making it out of each conference or each division, if you will, is it I, I'm looking – is it going to be the top three because the, obviously it's completely changed. COVID has changed so the whole sport of National Hockey League around. We got four uh, divisions in the east, the, the, believe, the central,
0: the west, and the north. Yeah, I mean I would think that if they broke it up evenly, if they had eight and eight in like the east and west, they'd have like what? The top three in the two divisions, and I'm then the seventh and three. eighth would be like just the the – uh, take it out of each division. You know, whoever finishes seventh and eighth overall. That's what I would think. But it doesn't matter because no Canadian team is going to win the Stanley Cup.
2: <laughs> Don't say that. Don't you know say that, that right? to our friends across the uh, <laughs> above hey, the border. Hey, man. We've gotten some
0: downloads over the last couple weeks from Canada. So hey, hey those fans, please reach out to us on IG or, or email or whatever, and please give us a reason why you think your team's going to win the Stanley Cup finals this year, please.
2: A hundred percent.
0: You want to go live on episode 100 with your boys, let us know. Come and join us for sure. All our
1: social media guys, and hey, man, we'll definitely uh, push that connect button. We'll be live with you guys. So Hey, it's going to be fun, live 100, all kinds of fun things with the fans. I'm I'm excited, guys. I'm I'm excited about the
2: NHL season, although I haven't been such in tune with it yet. I think I got to get to maybe like. 20-ish, 30-ish games before I can actually really start paying attention. I like what I'm seeing out of the Flyers with three wins, one loss. I like that team. They're kind of, uh, you know, that Eastern Conference team that's kind of been laying in the weeds lately. But obviously mm-hmm. coming up, you know what I mean, Mike? You can you can yeah. kind of agree with me on that. Obviously Tampa Bay, they're going to be trying to, uh, you know— hold their uh their reins as as you will as uh, champions but
0: defend the crown yeah
2: defend the crown you got to defend the crown and and as down as you guys are in our san jose sharks they're still there like sean said earlier two and two two wins Mm -hmm. two losses with four games played i think that you know it's gonna be tough vegas golden knights they want that they really want that being that new team but you guys Come on, Vegas. We know you got you guys got to keep working for that. As much as I love Vegas, you're not just going to come in here and, and steal a title from all these teams that have been uh, have been working. that for heartbreak years, you know, baby. So you gotta, so you if have that you, guys, you guys took our football team, now you guys are trying to win. Now you guys are trying to win a cup before our team. It, it's just not going to happen, baby. It's not going to happen. Much love to Vegas Golden Knights. No. And much love to everybody else, but uh, you know uh, I, I'm excited for this season, man. We'll see in a couple more weeks, months, as mm-hmm. it starts to prevail, and as these teams start to get a little bit more scattered out, I think yeah. that uh, it's going to be a little bit funner. But let us know, comic bookie fans, who's your team, who you're rooting for, and who you
0: guys got. Ending that, let's go into a little EPL. So we have uh, to round out uh, sports. We have a little bit of EPL. and NASCAR's up next, but dude, EPL, we had what two games today one was postponed man city wins they still have a you know uh, a game in hand as well so uh, but unfortunately they have some injuries right now that they need to uh, worry about but manchester united today a 2-1 victory with a beautiful i don't know if you guys saw it but a freaking sweet beautiful ass goal by one frenchman pogba. mr paul pogba they beat eighteenth place Fulham two to one on the road. Oh, all exte- of a sudden. Exte- all- extending Excuse extending you see this, their Sean. Extending, Sean <laughs> you see, all of a sudden he's a Pogba fan. All of a sudden. No, I, I no I'm not a Pogba fan. I I still hope that he leaves in the summer window. But um but he's playing pretty well the last three. I think he's scored in like three straight games. He's playing pretty good right now. He but is. But Anyways, they have extended their seventeen game road unbeaten streak tying their all-time record that was back in 98-99 season but they're up to 40 points man city with 38 points but a game in hand liverpool is in fourth place uh at 34 points playing tomorrow against burnley i believe uh, so they have but they have a game in hand so they could get all the way up to 37 which would keep them in fourth place tottenham at 33 everton Sixth place at 32 points and rounding out the bottom three in the relegation zone. Fulham West Bromwich Albion and Sheffield United. So, I mean, this season's can, going.
2: Can, can you rewind well. that? What did you say? They could win and still be in fourth place? My Reds.
0: Yeah. yeah. So they have 34 points. Yeah. If they win, they'll be 37, which is still, behind, still behind Leicester and Leicester. Man City City uh, at 38.
1: Yeah, it's all these games in hand. Uh, <laughs> no, even Mark. Man U. you Are you serious?
2: Yeah. I didn't.
1: Like a heart attack, bro. I'm serious. Yeah, four points behind Leicester. So when, I mean, it, it keeps you sticking around. So it's, che- it's a Chelsea, plus win where actually. Are you 29 points. The bu- yeah, it's crazy looking at, you know, the way the season's kind of shaped up right now. It, you know, Man United, the first of 40. But you also got to see Man City with that one game in hand. It's like we've been kind of sleeping on them. And, you know, they win their next game. They're in first place. So it's it's something to kind of enjoy while they're up there right now. And now you just got to keep doing your job, getting wins. If you got to get a couple of draws yep. here and there, go ahead. But you just got to win a lot of soccer games right now. Win the games you're supposed to. Liverpool, they've obviously had some of those hiccups and... It, it kinda, seems like
2: Liverpool's had a lot of games at home as they're hosting Burnley as well again as a that, minus 550 to win. I mean, Jesus, how many games are they going to have at, win, at home before they can actually get their asses in check? Jeez, if, if Liverpool can't score at least three goals in this game, this, I'm going to tell you guys, comic bookie fans, footy fans all over the world, if I have, if I have any... Fans from Northwest England in this uh, in this podcast as well. And I'm not talking about Manchester guys. If Liverpool doesn't score at least three goals in this game, I mean, it's over for their season because not only are they not winning games, they're not scoring goals. They can't seem to keep it together ever since Virgil went down with the ACL injury and they had hasn't been back there as well to kind of hold that line and he had to fill in henderson which is a midfielder at best back in that role i mean jesus dude these guys are falling apart liverpool i love you uh manchester united is on the top uh as well Uh, i don't hate on manchester although uh, liverpool diehards will probably hate me for saying that but when my (laughs) co-host when my co-host that kind of hopped on uh, we're, we're kind of like epl fans in the same reigns and times as well so i don't hate manchester uh my guy had to see had to see my team win it last season so if i have to see his team win it this season hey i'm all for it but it's all uh fun and games here but liverpool get your
0: asses in check guys please well they got to get their asses in check soon because um uh, they are going to uh old tratford this sunday for the Two- fa Two Sundays in a row, they play in round four of the FA Cup, Manchester United and Liverpool. So that's at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time this Sunday, the 24th. Um, But, yeah, so going from the pitch to the racetrack, a couple pieces of news. I mean, I don't know if it's really news – but I'm just excited as hell to get this preview episode in a couple in, in fans in a couple weeks. We're doing a uh, long preview episode of the NASCAR season right before we go live for our hundredth episode in episode 99. Uh, the dirt's pretty much laid down at Bristol for the dirt track race. Um, you know Kyle Larson is making his triumphant return after winning the Chili Bowl last weekend, so he's in the number five car, at Hendrick Motorsports. I'm super excited for that team with reigning champion Chase Elliott the number nine car, William Byron in the 24 and taking over jimmy johnson's 48 is alex bowman um i mean yeah that's that's i mean i really didn't have any pieces of news i just wanted to state the fact that i'm super excited for nascar man daytona 500 bro it's at like the perfect timing with the uh, episode 100 we're gonna have
1: the previews on 99 we have the super bowl around that time so oh man it's it's super exciting but hey i know some fans do know about it i'm not sure if we brought it up last week but good old pitbull there He's we in go the nascar gang now too
0: Hell yeah, co-owner of the ninety nine Toyota track house car, where uh fellow Latin driver from Monterey, Mexico, Daniel Suarez is gonna be driving the car. And we are Daddy. talking about Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide, for those who don't know. He's gonna be the um he's gonna be the guy who says, uh, driver, start your engines, and he's gonna go, drivers, dale. <laughs> That's what but. he's gonna say. <laughs>
2: Dale Dale the only problem is that your Daniel Suarez is about a 400 to 1. <laughs> now, we're, not one.
0: not 40,
2: 400 meow, but no 400 chance. to 1. You guys got Kevin Harvick as your number 1 favorite to throw some kind of stats and some lines and some futures at you guys right now. Kevin Harvick, he missed out in Phoenix. To get to the, the champion. Oh, sorry. Before Phoenix, actually. He didn't get to make it to Phoenix, which he probably would have won in Phoenix. Because we all know at the Comic Bookie fans, if you guys have been following with us through 97 episodes, that Kevin Harvick is pretty much number one down there in the desert. But Kevin Harvick here sitting at about a six to one favorite as well. And he's pretty much tied with uh, Chase Elliott as well. And Denny Hamlin, they're looking at about six to one favorite. Actually, there's not a much of there's not much wiggle room in these futures that we're looking at right here. In these, in the we're going to get into a little bit more in depth into, into NASCAR and episode 99, guys. So you guys stay tuned for that episode. But looking into the future here a little bit early, guys. Uh, I I don't know, man. We got the Daytona. Rolex 24 hours whatever it's called uh, there's so many damn names we got a couple NASCAR drivers in it we've got the uh, retired Jimmy Johnson I'm looking forward to him racing at the 24 hours in Daytona but I think that the NASCAR season it's still it's still up in the air guys if you guys are with me on that is there going to be practice is there going to be qualifying hopefully yeah. we get a little bit more Hopefully we get a little bit more um, cl- clearance. <laughs> clearance. I like that one.
1: Well, in some states uh, like, you're,
2: like you're going through tech, man. I hope we get a little bit more clearance on what's going to go forward in the yeah. upcoming weeks. Is uh, is there going to be practice? Is there going to be qualifying? Because as you guys remember, last year was just so crazy. It was so hard to handicap, you know, us as a comic boogie podcast coming in as a big handicapper in NASCAR. Trying to get a couple guests for you guys. Even our guests have been kind of falling off the wagon when it comes to handicapping because of, because of uh, you know, not in the lack of uh, of uh, practice and qualifying. So we're trying to deliver it to you guys because, in my opinion, this is one of the best sports that in comic bookie mark coming from my opinion that I'm best at gauging. And but at the end of the day, when there's no qualifying, when there's no practice, it's hard as hell to gauge it. Guys, Sean, Mike, are you guys with me on it? I mean, I'm yeah. excited as hell for the five hundred. I'm excited bro. as hell for for, I mean, for the season. But I, I don't know going race to race on if I'm gonna be, be able to be putting my hard earned
0: tax earned dollars on these yeah, games. On these I races, mean, guys. If we have to kind of shift our attitude and is to just say how excited we are and just give pick kinda of pick a winner based off of history and how the season's going so far i mean come on man we've already lost um auto club the auto club 400 where we have three straight races in the state of florida so maybe the state of florida maybe see these other uh you know states like you know maybe these states like south carolina and tennessee maybe these you know, states who are more lax with things being open and everything, maybe we'll see some practices. Not really sure because then maybe NASCAR will step in and just say, you know what, no, sorry, we're gonna do another season 2021 with absolutely no practice, no qualifying. So we'll see. But um, I'm looking forward to a huge preview show in in coming weeks. Yeah, I agree with you,
1: Mike. Uh, definitely got a good preview show. And just regards to no practice, we seen the impact it had last season. Even like when we were kind of like, you know, making wagers, looking at lines, it's just really, really hard. Uh, we know what we like. We like to see our practice, to see what the qualifying, see, you know, kind of the way our racers, kind of like the confidence going into different races. And after that, I mean, if there's no practice, we had to just go off the track history. And yes, that does help to a degree. But ultimately, without practice, it sucks, man.
2: And we obviously
1: got a couple new drivers. We're
2: obviously going to touch on this. You guys stay tuned. comic Me Picky fans on our live episode, or actually take that back, episode 99. Before that, we're going to be touching a little bit more into this. But we got Eric Jones. Obviously, you guys know he's out of the 20 for uh, Joe Gibbs Racing. He's into the 43, which he's taking over Bubba Wallace's ride You know, at Richard Petty Motorsports, Ross Chastain coming into the 42, which is taking over Matt Kenseth, who took over for the uh, uh, Mr. Kyle Larson, which we're big here on this podcast. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we're going to go over in episode 99, possibly in episode 100 live. So catch us on those. 99 and 100, if you will, please. Bubba Wallace in the 23 for 2311 Racing. We all know Mike Wheeler is gonna be his crew chief. Christopher Bell jumping into that 20, like I just alluded to, with Adam Stevens coming over from Kyle Busch. You know, Kyle Busch got a new uh, a new uh, crew chief as well for Joe Gibbs, Ben Bashore. I don't know much about him, but I'll do a little bit of a uh, of uh, of research and let you guys know. But yeah, man. I mean, episode 99, 100, going to be classic, you guys, especially if you guys are NASCAR fans. Daytona 500 is right around the corner. You know, the, the off season is so short, it seems like, in this sport. But for me, I love it because uh, you take me away from racing for two, three months, I'm ready to get back. In February this year, we're getting back on Valentine's Day, and what better year to fall in love with racing, baby? So let's <laughs> go, man. I'm excited. So you guys stay
0: tuned, baby. And there's the sports yeah. side of the comic bookies podcast. Let's move over to the comic book side. But first, we are brought to you by, as always, Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Please check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Comic Bookies. Email us anything you want, what you want us to talk about, what you want us to talk about less. Comic books you want us to uh, read, some TV or movies you want us to watch. We are the at gmo.com, And please subscribe to the YouTube page, The Comic page that that is where you're going to find us live on episode 100. So as we do every single week, let's start off the comic book side with some previews of what came out today on January 20th, 2021, New Comic Book Day. Uh, Be sure to go out to your local comic book stores, especially in this time. Any of you guys who are open, please support the small businesses. Please support the local comic book shops. On the DC side, Batman, Catwoman over on the Black Label side, number two. And then we have some more future state books The Next Batman, number two, Immortal Wonder Woman, number one, Superman, Worlds of War, one, and then Deceased, Dead Planet, number seven. That is the final issue of that miniseries. On the Marvel side, The Avengers 41, X4, 16, King in Black, three, Cable, number seven, and Black Cat, number two. Over on the image side, we have Seven to Eternity, 16. One of our favorites, Scumbag number four, and over on the Skybound side, Stillwater number five. Boom Studios, Once in Future 15, Power Rangers 3, and a new one that me and Mark picked up, Abbott 1973, number one. And over on our favorite small publishers, the new one, AWA, American Ronin number four, and Bite Sized number two. So that's just a small preview of what we have coming this week. Fellas, what are you guys excited about? uh this week what do you guys like that you read last week let's get into a little bit of comic book talk you already know what i'm excited for man
2: i I ain't gotta tell you twice mike i know you mentioned it i know i know i know ernie ray's coming Ah. (laughs) mr clementine (laughs) and mr clementine He, he he's a scumbag he's a piece of pos but i'm excited for what uh he's uh going to ex- going to exploit in these next couple issues but actually I want to go off the grid a little bit I want to go off the scale guys I want to go off a little bit of what Mike our co- our host our our co-host our host have been telling us these last couple of weeks and he has actually made it come to fruition guys Mike tell the t- t- tell the fans why Tell everybody why you, you. I see you smiling from across the basement. I see you smiling. Do you know what I'm gonna ask? I have no idea. No. Why? Why did you take all these months, all these epi- episodes? I love it when we call them that. All these issues, guys. Why? Why has it came to down to this for you to finally cut no. X Men? Why? Jonathan um, Xfusion Jonathan Hickman's Hexman's Hexman's Hickmans yeah why? Why would you I mean, finally cut it?
0: Um, this was a week where I added – now, this was also previews order week for all of you. The 18th was the final yes, uh, day to order your, your books from previews that are coming out in April. I ordered uh, the new James Bond book from Dynamite, and I ordered three books from DC, The Joker, uh, the six-issue miniseries Crime Syndicate, and then Brian Michael Bendis jumps on at Justice League 58, I believe it is. So I'm going to jump on there. Um and you know when I have that many books I'm going to add I try to look for anything that's just really not you know I'm not feeling it so I actually dropped 3 books. Um I dropped Batman Superman which that's like you know I I'm getting Batman and Superman folks. why in the hell am I going to you know read that one and it's actually just a mediocre book. I actually dr- did drop also Sean sorry but uh this most recent issue will be the last issue of Star Wars Darth Vader that I'm reading. It's just not doing it for me. It, it was really cool in the first couple. You of weren't issues, the like, only one, bro. I was like, oh, like what, like where is this going? And I, that that shit crashed and burned. And X Men, dude, X Men's just like too weird. And Alex said it best last week. It kind of like maybe just like it dawned on me, like it, a little light bulb went off when you have the classic X-Men fans who are going to just like kind of get this but if you're sort of new to comic books if you're sort of new to the whole world of X-Men if you're just familiar with like the the legit like the core dozen characters this is going to be confusing as hell and what have we been complaining about this is an up and down story How, powers of x you know the house of x that was a really good story and then all of a sudden when they start and it's been what like 16 issues man this is not doing it for me so after 2 years I'm done I'm done. I got to agree with
1: you, bro. Uh, the X-Men has definitely been one of those, eh, I mean, I might give it one more week. Uh, same with Darth Vader. I mean, I, I, it's something Star Wars related, so I like, yeah, I'll probably hang around just a little bit more with that. But it's funny that with uh, the previews, I as well am getting Justice League and the Joker
0: as well as the Bond. So those three will definitely be adding. Excited for that. Hell yeah, dude. And the thing about that is, is that one of them is only a six-issue miniseries, you know, like, like the Bond, the James Bond books. That when I first started reading comics was really cool because it was it was kind of an ongoing story, but it was definitely like it was James Bond. This it, yeah. had, it had a name to it. You know, James. It was like Agent of Spectre. Like what we're going to start in April. Mm-hmm. It was like you know James Bond Black Box, and you knew it was it was six issues. Boom, take maybe a month or two off, and then you started the next one. It's really cool. I, and I, you know what? Any type of Bond story. I've seen every single movie more than once. It did, and I've read all the original, like 16 books. Dude, I love me some James Bond, bro.
1: Very excited for that, man. And yeah, it's funny how we're oh, talking about books that we're cutting. One that I think I'm actually going to be cutting too is The Last God, man. I mean, I admit that it's first, almost over, though. It is I think, almost over. So I think it's almost over. Like it almost over. Yeah, I almost feel like I got a it, but it's one of those, like, ugh. It, it just hit that point, too, where I'm just reading, yeah. and it's kind of like it's just not doing it right now well, how, also, man. How many issues are you in, like 9 or 10 or something like that? Oh, at least. Oh, at least I, 9 th- or 10. I, I think it ends at 12,
0: so you're almost done. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, it would be an investment down the road. We'll get them. <laughs> well, Last God Last God wouldn't be a DC book without some tie-ins, and did they have that side story as well? So it's like, here, yeah, here's more money to spend on this, yeah, so... Yeah, of course. I'm not, I'm not surprised. But actually a few books I'm actually excited for this week. Of course, you know, Batman, Catwoman, the first issue was very intriguing. I'm excited to start that one. And, of course, a couple of the future state ones, uh, the Superman world's at war. So while Jonathan Kent is in Metropolis being actual Superman, um, Clark Kent is over on uh, War World and fighting Mongol, I believe, if what I'm seeing here. Issue two of the next Batman's pretty cool. Uh, Mark? Excited for American Ronin, not going to lie. Stillwater is on the cusp of getting cut. It's n- not bad, but it's like, uh, is, is this going to be but an you, ongoing you only, story? You, you only got, what, one more issue to go, I think, in Stillwater? Well, it, well, I'm not sure if it was a miniseries or not. Like Whenever I see it in previews, it's like, okay, it's this, it doesn't say like five of six. So this is issue you know, five. At, I, I don't know the- if it's a six-issue miniseries. I don't know. At the,
2: at, the, at this point, I kind of treat my comics like my stocks. When they're real speculative, and I don't really know about if they've been like longtime heroes or longtime mm-hmm. DC Marvel, I'm taking all my indies. I'm taking all these small publishers, and I'm taking all of these smaller characters that I've never heard a damn about, all being within five to six to even maybe twelve miniseries maxi series. Yeah. But I'm not expecting anything new coming out of any of these small publishers because as you guys know, comic bookie fans, what you know, what publishers are you guys venturing out into? Yeah, as you guys all well know, every week we try to talk about newer publishers, Aftershock, uh Ablaze. Uh, I mean we get down to the nitty and gritty and the some of the smallest publishers that you know the country Antarctic and, press. An Arctic Press. Thank you, Mike. Thank yeah. you. We, we, we try to cover them all and this is what our sponsorship thank you to treasure island comics in fremont california alex if you didn't listen to episode 96 i suggest you guys tune in because it is fire he gives you a great insight to the industry and his thoughts going forward on marvel and dc and the likes of the smaller publishers but nonetheless like i mentioned earlier guys we are blessed to be able to review all these books ablaze blaze after antarctic press like mike just mentioned thank you guys and you know i just want to come back to to you know what we were talking about but i think that the books that i'm interested in going forward i think that uh like we mentioned scumbag mike i think that's going to be real good i think that you know, X-Men, I think I'm going to cut it. I'm trying to hold on to it because I've mentioned here before on this podcast, I know we need a little bit more Marvel insight. I know that X-Men can kind of deliver it. Hickman is eventually going to have to bring it back to the more, you know, liberal reader that's been, you know, kind of in it for the long haul. But I don't know, man. I think that right now I'm kind of in a, a future state, if you will. I, I'm looking forward to the future.
0: Well, Mike, got, well, we got Carnage. You got I mean I mean there's a the Marvel book that you got from previews, so at, at least yeah. if you drop one or two Marvels, at least you're picking up one. Well, sure. I try I try to keep it consistent with Marvel cuz I don't yeah. think I'm going to draw
2: Miles because I like what my guy Saladim Ahmed is bringing. You mentioned mm-hmm. him in pre, in the previews as well, but I think that going forward I just want to see yeah, I don't know. I think it's gonna be slow. Like I said, I'm not subscribing to any books right now in future state, like you guys are, Mike, Sean. I think that I, I I'm I'm taking this time to kind of take a breather back. I just think that, in my opinion, starting off this podcast in you know mid early 2019, and you know kind of being brought on to the all these books and what's going on. I just and Alfred getting killed off in the DC universe. I'm just not ready for such a big change. I kind of like the way it was going and I don't like how DC kind of just wants to take that away from me for two months because they think that in their opinion, that it's going to be better because they want to bring something for the future. Yes. Maybe for novice readers, or I mean like, you know, you know, you know, more prolific readers like yourself, Mike, they might want different stories and different tie-ins. But I can kind of attest to what me and Sean might be thinking about being novices ourselves. I think that I kind of just wanted it to kind of keep going with the flow of what I'm used to. And I wanted, you know, Alfred and, you know, Damien and whatnot to be the same. But it's just too many changes for my liking right now, man. And a future state, future will, future whatever the hell. I just uh, kind of want to keep a more consistency to these books. You want you you can switch it up in the movies. You can switch it up. You can switch it up in the animated series that I actually got some news for you guys on that. But that's a Easter egg that I'm gonna save for later, Mike and mm-hmm. Sean. But you know, you guys can switch it up in whatever you want to do. But when it comes to the books, something that most uh you know, your hardcore true fans are really living and dying for a weekly week in and week out. And you guys touched on it last week, Mike. With Alex and not being able to get all these tie-ins and how they're just making you spend extra money for kind of like fluff when it comes to the series and when it comes to, you know, the universes within these uh, publishers. And in my opinion, I just think that we got to, you know, sometimes less is more. We know that. Sometimes less is more. Cut down all the quantity. Give us more quality and give us more something that these readers, which is your core basis uh you know your core base fan base in my opinion readers and people that tune into this podcast weekly in my opinion is your core fan base and yeah. you don't I want mean, it but, to but don't coming back to in reboot. march
0: no but coming back in march though you're getting a you're getting a reboot so you said you wanted them to go forward like with the alfred dying and everything but coming out of dc dark knight's death metal The whole DC universe is rebooting, so even coming back from from Batman 106, this is after Future State, so you don't really have to really know Future State because that's like a potential future. But even 106 and going into Justice League 58 and all those stories, it's coming out of DC Dark Knight's death metal. It got rebooted, so what you've known from the new 52 and from my rebirth era, it's done. They're restarting everything. I don't know how I don't know how much of a restart and a reboot, but I would for sure say that Alfred's alive. For but sure. You, but Sean, if you're with
2: me on this, how much have you heard about the reboot? You probably don't know much about it. And if you no. were to come and if you were to come into being a new reader, you know, imagine if you would have started reading or imagine comic bookie fans started listening in around our birthday, October, November, and then all of a sudden it's like two months away. Alfred's taken away from them, but they remember Alfred from when they were kids, I guess. Or you know, I just think that it's just too much tinkering and tampering with the product that has grown, that has yeah. came to you know uh, eighty I definitely years. Agree. Thank you. Yeah. It's been 80 years that this product has been delivering with these characters, with all this. And I know, I know you can't stay stagnant in the marketplace. I know you can't, you know, just try to get what the world and what the universe is going to give you. You have to get out there and be a go getter and try to, you know, make your product better. But at the end of the day, you know, you can't take away those core values of what made your your empire become and what made your business become and at the end of the day it's it, it that's what it is man it, it's these characters it's alfred it's batman it's dc it's uh you know i just don't want to see all the tampering and tinkering that i've been seeing lately I, I want a little bit more of um what do you mean if you will kind of
0: what what are, what's the word
2: I'm looking for? I want a little bit more neutral ground here, I guess, if yeah. you will.
0: I mean, how do you think I feel? I started from Batman Rebirth number one. Going through all of Tom King and, Jay- and, and James Tinyan and everything, so I've been through 105 you issues. I've read, all, I've read every single one, and going from Tom King to, to James Tinyan, they refer back to what happened in City of Bay and everything. So it's kind of still within the same universe. So now, even though it's Batman 106, even though it's the same writer and James Tinyan, are we going to get something that's kind of like a number one? Like, is this going to feel like an issue number one, or are they going to, or is Batman Bruce Wayne right now going to know? that his universe was rebooted like you know who has the memories if if anybody this is going to be uncharted territories for all three of us but who but who sean let me
2: ask you sean who even thinks of going back to uh bruce wayne in in tom king's run compared to tinyan's run i mean in my opinion i feel like it's a completely different run i mean i don't even really have any quote-unquote tie-ins as we will, Mike, we all know you love that word on this podcast, the tie-ins. But, dude, at the end of the day, there's no tie-ins with me. I think that it's completely different stories. Tom King, he wanted to do – he wanted to set his foot in stone, kill off, you know, Alfred. He did what he did. And now all these new readers are trying to get accustomed to Balfame, uh, Harley Quinn joining – I mean, I wouldn't say joining, but I guess trying well, there- to come to a – they're still I, mean, in I, I, I just think it's so. I just think it's so much story. better now.
0: It's still that story, like a Ghostmaker and stuff. Like it's still that, but it's in a universe that has been kind of rebooted. So I don't know. See, I, I'm going to be confused. We don't know what to expect. Well, yeah. we don't know what Maker, to expect. I don't
2: know Ghostmaker prior to this. That's what I'm saying. I don't know Ghostmaker prior to this. I, I, think, I don't know if
0: any. Isn't, uh, isn't Ghostmaker a new? Uh, isn't Ghostmaker a new character? Well, I thought you He's, just mentioned. So, so like, like, like we're still gonna ha- have like the same kind of story with like Harley Quinn, Bow like you know, Clown Hunter. They're still gonna be, I believe, in Batman 106. But now we are all within a universe that has been rebooted. So I don't know what memories are now gone. I don't know what new memories are here. I don't know who's dead and now alive, and who was alive and now dead. I don't know all of like, yeah, what's gonna, gonna, be gonna happen. How they're gonna
1: try to put all that together, though, kind of bringing back the current like story fan, like kinda, you know balfan yeah.
0: blah, blah blah oh yeah you know so i'm i'm chasing after or me and you know ghostmaker are going to go you know fight crime together and alfred's in both their ears all of a sudden like what the hell like i don't know what's going to happen which is what that's going to be that's going to suck for the new reader for sure yeah if you if you were in for like you know the uh, just tinian's run you kind of or at the like let's just say you start at city of bane when alfred was killed yeah it's going to be crazy and comic bookie fans let us
2: know what you are reading please drop us a line whether it's on uh in uh social media whether it's on gmail at the comic bookies at gmail.com we don't care if it's on apple Podcasts, if it's in your review with that five star rating just let us know what the hell are you guys reading right now are you guys excited for 5g are you guys kind of like on 5 you know, G? Five, not 5G, sorry. If you guys, are you guys excited? F- <laughs> 5G, geez, where the hell? It is dead. Thank you, Mike. But uh, if you guys are excited with future state, infinite frontier, where the hell are your guys's brains wrapped around this? For all our comic booky fans, uh, let me know because I'll let you know as well. And I think if you
0: guys listen to this enough, you guys know where I stand, man. Yeah. So I know Mark, you said you had some news. So would you like to report your news now or let me do my three little headlines first? What do you want to do? Well, uh, it's all about that. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Well, I just want to get some quick hitters. I know uh, me and Sean, we want to talk WandaVision, Tiger. Uh, I'd like to give my uh, pleasantly surprised opinion of Batwoman season two, episode one. But Jurassic World Dominion, this new movie that's coming out, supposedly it's going to encompass all six movies. So I don't know if you're going to have actors or actresses from those movies or if they're just going to, like, reference them. No idea. Um, DC Universe Infinite, they have an earlier release than expected. Uh, is when, you're re- when you're listening to this podcast, it will have already come out because Thursday, January 21st is the launch. It is a comic book-focused subscription service. So now it's a different service than your HBO Max because all the DC Universe shows, movies, and whatnot have now moved to uh, HBO Max. Doom Patrol Season 3 has just got greenlit. We have a Season 3 previews of Titans, which we're going to see the transformation of Jason Todd into Red Hood. And so you have 25,000 comic books to choose from, including some Black Label, Vertigo, a lot of these more recent stories over the last couple years. So not sure what the price is yet, but that seems pretty cool. And then um, Justice League is now a one-shot, guys. It's instead of four individual one hour episodes, um, in an online interview, uh, Zack Snyder confirms that it's going to be a one shot. So that's pretty weird. It's going to be a long movie. That's going to be a two to three night uh, affair. Yeah,
1: I definitely. I need to break that down. I don't have four hours straight to watch one single thing. I, that's going to be a. Uh... Yeah,
0: (laughs) I actually I
2: actually like that. I'd rather take the four hour one shot than like the two to three hour weekend different. Honey, honey, can I get
0: you for this? I do agree because you have to you have to say like, okay, we usually watch this on Sundays. Are you really going to have four Sundays in a row where you're not doing anything? Like you don't want to take a month and a half to, to watch something. But anyways, uh, last one before I get to you, Mark. Netflix, we know by their stock prices, the huge surge today and yesterday, but they surpassed 200 million subscribers. That is over 100 million more than Disney Plus and a hell of a lot more than these other ones, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and HBO Max finally. But that's all I got for the quick hitters uh the headlines in the comic book um in entertainment side mark what do you have don't give up on roku yet we all know they got
2: them if you guys I, are
0: I, you know what i have i know what you're gonna say and it's actually pretty cool go ahead mark this is awesome
2: what, what? with roku go ahead well roku they kind of got all these platforms built into their tvs and the whatever service that they got so i mean they kind of uh I mean, I don't know if they're changing the game, if you will. But, Mike, you want to go back to all the streaming services, platforms and whatnot. I think that Disney Plus, they really got something going on. You saw them after hours. I was really following Netflix. They were pricing in about a 6% gain either way to the upside or the downside. And, man, I think they kind of killed it to the positive side because if you were a bear – uh, going into some option plays or mm-hmm. trying to short that stock yesterday, you kind of got killed on the upside. And uh, I, uh, ne- man, Netflix, they're doing the damn thing. Going back to these early days of them you know, trying to trying to have some little bit of business with Blockbuster and Blockbuster having nothing to do with them for them to be finally gaining revenue, gaining profits with 200 more million subscribers. And with Disney coming in as a simple play earlier yet or yesterday after hours man it's pretty crazy guys if you guys are following stocks or whatnot but if you guys got any other uh news sean comic bookie sean so So, so what were you gonna say about roku
1: though huh what were you gonna say about roku yeah i was waiting for that too well roku i don't have much on roku what i do have on roku
2: is that they kind of – they've implemented their seed, right? They've kind of fermented
1: themselves in different – They're about uh, to blow up. It, it, excuse me? They're about to blow up big time. People think they're big now. They're about to get even bigger. Well, what's your opinion
0: or, on that? Why? Well, you got well, well, they just acquired every, the whole library of Quibi. Yeah, They fail, failed a 15-minute uh-huh. long um, little episode uh, app that you liked so much and you thought it was a good business plan. They yeah. actually acquired the whole library. Their uh, CEO, Roku they just did. talked
1: so, to him on CSNBC the other day. He was uh, talking about that.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, so but in my opinion, guys, you see that they acquired Equibi, which was obviously a fallen acquisition. That's why they kind of wanted to acquire them because they think they can bring them from the dead. But at the end of the day... Quibi failed for a reason. You're acquiring that. They're in every TV. um, I was at a hotel at a wedding about in September. My cousin got wedding. Oh, my cousin got wedding. My cousin got my cousin got married in the beautiful Sierra Nevadas down uh, up there in uh, California and up there by Reno. But I will tell you guys that I was tuning into Roku. Am I a big bull on them? I don't know yet. Am I a huge bear? Not yet. But I think that uh, they have huge potential. They're obviously a growth stock, but uh, we'll see where they go. Guys, you want to see where HBO Max is going to go as we love our streaming services here. Mike, you're looking down. You don't have this news, but Comic Bookie Mark does for you guys. Sean, have you heard? Mike, have you heard that the animated series the animated series of Batman is willing to come back yeah. for HBO Max.
0: Mm-hmm. You... I saw something like a little inkling that they were thinking about bringing it onto HBO Max, and that would be amazing for all these fans. That, if they bring back Batman the Animated Series to HBO Max, that would definitely gain a lot of subscribers. Cause you have a bunch of people who had it on DC universe or whatnot. And they're like, you know, I, I still am watching it. And so they'll come over to HBO max, which will then suck them into everything. HBO max has to offer right now. And as
2: you guys well know, being part of the comic bookie podcast, the series ran from 1992 to 1995. And it's obviously considered of classic, you know, it was home to many of the big iconic characters and the stories.
0: I think as Harley Quinn, you know, and, she made uh, he, her debut. Her first yeah, she, official appearance was on that TV show, not in a comic book. That's exactly. crazy. I did not know that. So, yes, her first official
2: appearance was in this TV show, the animated series. HBO Max is looking forward to making it. You know, kind of, you know, DC Comics, you know, DC Comics is actually putting, you know, a big check mark on wanting to have, you know, the comic book side of their warner media and dc and whatever you know be a big part of uh of you know their subscribers they think that this can actually propel them i wouldn't say to the next level but mike as you have touched on before in this podcast how big this uh you know you went back and i think you watched most of the series if i'm not mistaken most of the the back episodes and whatnot Mm -hmm. but yeah they, they, HBO Max uh, wants to inscre- increase its subscriber count like Mike said and they think that uh, bringing uh, the animated series back which only lasted three years back in the early to mid 90s they think that they can propel them to kind of get a couple more subscribers uh, obviously would be to older um, aficionados like, my, like Mike and myself if you will but um yeah, what are your guys' thoughts on this? I'm excited, even if I if I won't be tuning into every episode or every you know update that they make. But hey, if anything is good for the industry and the comic books, that is uh, not gonna have to take it to the big screen or have required fans to um, buy. 5.99, 8.99 tie-ins weekly or bi-weekly, but yet they can just subscribe to H- HBO Max and actually, you know, get all this extra content for free. Hey guys, I'm all with it. What's your guys' opinion on it?
0: I mean, Kevin Conroy's my—he's in my top three of Batman's. You know, like growing up, he was—he was my second Batman. You know, it was Michael Keaton. Kevin Conroy was in the Batman animated series, and then comes along, um, what's his name? <laughs> I'm blanking on his name, uh, from Dark Knight um Uh, christian bale yeah christian bale so those three batmans are my are are my three so i'm definitely excited it's something that i can definitely put on the background um you know try to get my daughter into it or, or my son in a few years you know but yeah that's it's just stepping aside outside of just me personally that's a good move to get more subscribers i definitely grew up on the animated series too of batman
1: so no definitely agree with you it's more content it was actually good, not just, oh, it's a cartoon. No, it's actually good. So, no, good product. and I think a lot of people, new and old, will for sure be happy to see it.
0: Yeah. So there's some headlines for you right there in the comic book world. And as we finish out the podcast, let's discuss a few things we watched. Uh, Sean, before we get into WandaVision and Tiger, uh, Batwoman Season 2, Episode 1, was this past Sunday. Uh, Ruby Rose is no longer Kate Kane, and it's no longer – it's a different actress. It's a different character name. And Ryan Wilder, she is a – you know what? I'm pleasantly surprised. I'll, I'll tell you that. Sean, you told me it was had like an 80% drop in, in ratings, and it might have gotten killed online. But I actually haven't seen anything about it online yet, but I should probably research that. But it was actually pleasantly surprising. Like her story is pretty effed up going through foster care, and then finally her adoptive mother and the landlord of their new apartment get killed by some squatters, and those squatters ended up being Alice's uh, gang, like the Alice in Wonderland gang. So with Kate Kane, it was a really cool and kind of sad way that they killed her off. All the characters like the, you know, the dad, the stepsister, you know, um um Luke, he you know, they're all they're all just the whole episode is them just crying and like couldn't believe that she's missing, trying to find her in the lake because it was a plane crash. And then all of a sudden this girl comes in, she finds the suit, and then she kind of steps into the cape and cowl and becomes Batwoman. And the backstory with her it, it, it intertwines with Alice because her gang killed her, her mm-hmm. foster, I mean her you know her adoptive mother. It, that's it's it, it's gonna bode well for a good uh, good show. Currently, I would put it, dude. If if that if it's like that episode in the next, you know, 20 this season, that's going to be above Legends of Tomorrow, above Supergirl, which is making it, you know, there's a reason why Black Lightning and Supergirl are on their last season. It's going to be above those two, bro. So if it's if currently in the verse if Superman and Lois don't, you know, overwhelm me, that's number two under Flash. It's pretty crazy to what, what Batwoman was last season for me, dude.
1: I'm interested to see how it lasts. I'm not watching it. I got to admit it. But yeah, I mean, I did see uh, that there- it obviously didn't get the best of ratings, but then again, you know, ratings are ratings. You got to always just see it for yourself. So, no, hearing it from you, you definitely got a good skill of judging things. So, no, if it's good, man, the storyline's good. It's probably the first episode, and it you know, already has a little bit of, hey, this might be pretty good, and it's worth checking out. I like it, bro.
0: Yeah, I mean, for and for people who haven't caught up yet, I mean, you don't, of course, if you're caught up on first season, it's only one episode into the second season. So uh, this upcoming Sunday would be episode two. But Sean, which one first, WandaVision or Tiger? Which uh, we one? can go WandaVision. Why not? OK, so WandaVision staying on the comic book side. Um, So I actually I actually don't want to say anything. Like, what is your take from it? Like, what did you think of the first two episodes? Just I. I I'm going to let you have the reins. Go ahead. I liked
1: it. It was obviously uh, very refreshing. You know, uh, the whole Avengers feel. We had obviously Wanda and Vision, but it was such the sitcom. Very, you know, that black and white had some of the corny jokes in it. Even had like the like audience laughing in the background. So I think from that standpoint, it was a lot different than I think a lot of people may have expected It's funny because if you do catch in the first episode, too, the only time you actually felt that they were their actual Avengers Vision and Wanda characters was when he actually saved his uh, boss who was choking on something. You can see Wanda literally say, Vision, help him.
0: So, you know, you can see. But now for me is like. OK, so this is like me and my wife, Danielle, like we did some deep diving and I didn't even like read into any like fan theories. But like so but, – but of course she did. She thinks that the antagonist of this is like her grief of losing Vision because technically this is like post-Infinity War, yeah. post-Endgame. So Vision is dead. So, how, so she we're wanted, thinking maybe. how the hell is she al- he alive? So is she creating this in her head, this Vision – this Vision? You know, no pun intended. This vision of being married, having the white picket fence what home, what she wanted, being pregnant. Remember, she gets pregnant at the end of the episode, which was she always wanted. You know, what I'm saying. So her grief is now. She's now creating this. But dude, so what about the uh, couple times when we're like, it feels like something from the outside realm is bleeding into. Like, remember with the wife. So while the while the husband's choking, she just turns to her and says, "Stop it! Stop it!" There's stop a, it. it like what is that like like, like like what's going on and then and then when the radio starts going wanda who has you like what's going on and all of a sudden then then the the bitchy um lady who's like the head of like the neighborhood you know the neighborhood society or committee's like who are you like all of a sudden it like goes like something's bleeding in there to where like her like the reality is setting in you know what i'm saying and then you had the red and uh yellow he- toy helicopter and what about those commercials those commercials in between scenes where it's the Stark Industries, Dark. the toaster blowing up, um, and then blowing on the wristwatch, on the on the wristwatch, it had Hydra, had the octopus or the squid or whatever on there, dude. There, it's it's like, and then of course at the end of episode one, where it pans out and it looks like someone's watching it as like a sitcom, and they set the oh, notebook down now. and it has the sword on it. So, like, dude, what the hell is going on? Like, does someone have her? Is she creating this? And then it goes otherworldly. I'm sorry, Mark, but going into, like, Doctor Strange number two, like, is this the creation of that multiverse? You know, people are saying that this is the creation of that multiverse, and either Wanda's is going to be the bad guy, and Doctor Strange has to fight her… Or they work together to make things right. Because if you open up a multiverse, boom, there's how your um X-Men get incorporated. Your next phase. There's how your yeah. your, your, your Fantastic Four, Blade, Shang Chi, all of these ones. It's like, oh, dude, how like what's gonna happen? Like phase four could be like the biggest mind blow in the last twelve years of the MCU. And
1: I think the people who haven't caught those minor things actually did catch all those things, especially oh, the wife at the end of episode uh one when she was just kinda like Mm-hmm stop, stop. I was just like, exactly, this is like, we're watching this, but there's something else watching this. Boom, there is, There is something that is watching this, like orchestrating it. I don't know what the hell it is, but you can see, too, Vision's playing his role, but you can see, actually, that kind of the main focus is really on Wanda and the effects of all the things, the way she's reacting to things. So, I'm very curious of how they're going to exactly open... Up The episodes as they progress. I mean, mm-hmm. I just seen it. You know, we have a nine episode series coming up. So, I mean, we're two in and you can just see all the different avenues like, yeah, yeah there is something here. This isn't just kind of like, oh, corny jokes and stuff. Every yeah. Easter
0: egg in there it is crazy. Yeah, but the and then the odes to like, you know, Bewitched. And like i dream of genie those like 50s 60s sitcoms <laughs> it's just really cool how it's kind of cheesy like that but if you want to say that every episode is every 10 years boom there comes the color at the end of episode two so now we're in the 70s in episode three so it's going to be very very interesting We'll wait till it gets to almost modern day that's when it's going to be like
1: okay basically like season finale <laughs> that, Exactly. You know. So what's
0: going to happen and, and, and you know what sucks is if, if all those fan review uh th- theories are true and and wand is going to be like some huge thing that's going to happen in the in the multiverse of hell or whatever it's called. The Doctor Strange two, that's going to be a cliffhanger.
1: Well, she we're has gonna that to, We're going to have to.
0: We're going to have to wait. She
1: has that dark phoenix type of feel actually cuz of how powerful she is and like she, has she exactly... arguably
0: is the most uh, most now oh boom here's the, the bottle of wine on the table when they're having dinner said M like House of M and if you go and you wikipedia this House of M is a story classic marvel story where Scarlet Witch she like boom f- snaps her fingers and every single x-men mutant loses their powers well, she's that strong. Yeah, she how, literally so, so that's is. that's how like, you would bring in the X-Men. Like, this is insane. This is crazy. Like, what could happen? Like, what is Kevin Feige? Like, that's why, like, like, like how, why can't I get this excited about what's happening in, in DCEU? Like, if God we're thinking it. about this,
1: and we know damn well they're already thinking about that.
0: That's the crazy thing. And they probably already have it all plotted, man. Hell yeah, dude. So, so WandaVision... Uh, amazing show actually i forgot to give the disclaimer because technically it's like been it's gonna be a week after but i'm sorry spoilers you know this is about 10 minutes ago <laughs> yeah 10 minutes ago batwoman wandavision and now tiger so tiger is a really good documentary too um it's only two hour and a half episodes so it's not like it's a whole you know season long thing mark definitely recommend you seeing this just the whole relationship with the mom dad and just you know what it had a todd marinovich feel to it remember that uh 30 for 30 when like the dad was just like we're lifting weights at like eight years old taking protein this and you can't have any fast food no soda no nothing and then all of a sudden boom he just blows up in college and does drugs alcohol gets drafted by the raiders and does <sighs> the freaking jack shit <sighs> in his but yeah this tiger doc amazing uh, the best
1: thing about it is it's real. I know uh, earlier Mark was asking kind of like what perspective is it from? It's it's real. Like that's actually what it is. It's pretty, someone just narrating it and just a whole bunch of interviews, just speaking facts of the ups, the downs. I mean, we're talking about one of the most glorified athletes, Wait, not just his in our dad, lifetime, but ever.
2: His dad passed away, am I not correct? Yeah, dead, yeah his dad's dead, away, yeah. yes. So how much of it was like, have to do with his dad and maybe was it what his dad have, basically my question to you guys does his dad sign off on it if it was in? The, if he was still alive
1: well, I don't does it, that, how I'm bad like does it, it portray stay. his Tiger, dad to kind Tiger, of Tiger uplift his dad. Tiger. Tiger his dad stopped talking for a while how bad, how bad does it uh, does
2: it down great his dad to uplift uh he would, would have his I mean, I mean we're, I'm gonna come at you guys with we all know on this comic bookie podcast we all know what happened down in Florida in the Cadillac you know you know with the with the with the opioids running into the tree you guys can probably touch yeah. on that a little bit more but I, all I gotta say is you know I think is, is this tiger kind of taking a little bit of money at the same time clearing up his name Making he's, him more loved.
0: After his hardly, no he's lady. hardly dude, he's hardly in it. He's in like that last scene of episode yeah. two, Sean. Right, and then there's there's one well there's one, th- well, there's one scene there's one scene where um one of the family friends he's like he's like this is him. I can't. Ugh, am I really gonna yeah. do this? He looks to his right and he looks at the camera. And he goes, he's gonna be pissed off at me. He's gonna yeah. hate this shit right here. And then he just unveils this bomb that his dad is a habitual cheater, like literally parks an RV like on the golf course and like teaches these 18 year, – 19-year-old blonde girls or whatever the game of golf. And you know what? We're going to go inside here, and I'm going to teach some more things and have a few cocktails and stuff while you know, adolescent Tiger Woods, who knows what's going on, is right there saying like, oh, well – we still got to play, and then this guy is the one who kind of steps in as the father figure at the time and then you know continues to teach him the game of golf. And he's like – at the very end of him saying all this, he goes, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, champ. Like, So it's like, dude, he felt so bad about saying that.
1: It's like the, you got a programmed father who is a military man who basically has this son who – He's gonna just crop into being the best, whether it's boulder he says, or golfer, or whatever he wanted it to be, and ended up being a golfer. And he's just kind of like, this is how we're doing it. This is how it's gonna be. And along the way, he's doing all these things on the sides, you know, being an unfaithful husband and so right in front of his son, kind of like setting him up, him up for failure. And you just see, you know, as Tiger's career progressed you know a whole bunch of different avenues that weren't good for him opened up he unfortunately just got caught up in the fame to a degree so you know the most publicized glorified athlete you know partying in Vegas with Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan any yeah. girl he
0: wanted that's what they and, that's what they started they they say that started that was pretty much the start of episode 2 yeah. Where they interviewed one of the girls who was kind of like her, like kind of felt like a, like a manager or something. Like when you're in Vegas, you Club come manager, to me, yeah. and, and like I'm gonna like take care of you and stuff. Like I'm gonna go ahead and get the girls to come to you in, in your VIP and stuff. But man, I mean, going back to to Tiger, and not just he he wouldn't. You remember his first girlfriend was like when like when we were together, like he was a- able to be himself around me. He didn't feel that way at home. And then my God, dude, like when he spent the night that one night. When the parents were out of town and the parents found out, they made him write a letter, which you knew, like you knew it wasn't his words; it was mom yeah. and dad's words, breaking up with Basically that girl, breaking up with her, yeah, because he broke a rule and spent the night one night at his girlfriend's house. It was like you wonder why he kind of ended Rebels. up out of the way he was, you know, it, like in the end, like when he was free of that of the ball and chain that was his mom and specifically his dad. And not giving an excuse because you never cheat on your wife, you never cheat on your sin- your significant other. Um, but you know, it's like, duh, kind of like you know. Yeah, I'm mean, gonna hold my
2: opinion, I guess, until I get a chance to watch it. From what if, you it's know, if I, it, you know, honestly, if I was to judge it coming from what you guys are talking about it, I'd have to say it was a little bit more skewed to what how Tiger wants it to seem like. Obviously. No, but
0: the National Enquirer part too, bro. Like Sean can even attest. The guy comes on from the National Enquirer and he's like licking his chops. Like you know, when when we see people at the top of their game in sports and music and movies, like like, uh, Americans want to see the top dog fall. And then they had private investigators following him around from that Perkins, that first time he cheated with that with that waitress. And he said, "Oh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go ahead and run the story." And they said no, like what do you want to do? They blackmailed him and said you have to be uh, go on the cover of Men's Health magazine because we fall under the umbrella, like we're all owned by the same company or whatever. So, dude, no no, it's not really skewed in Tiger's favor. Of course it ends with him, yeah, winning the two thousand nineteen Masters and stuff, but no, there's some negative stuff said about him.
1: I think it it, it paints him in a good light.
0: it it makes you it makes you feel sorry for him in the first episode and then you're like oh damn like i forgot he did all that stuff and then back to it's a full circle of emotions during the a three-hour documentary it's amazing
2: who 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 released it do you guys know is it espn films is it hbo it was was
0: hbo sports it's HBO. max yeah
2: Oh, it's on HBO Max. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, it's on uh, HBO. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, HBO. damn. Yeah. I, okay. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can probably tune into that. I mean, like I said, being the idiot on this damn podcast, not knowing that I had HBO Max for free. For oh, It'll be entertained,
1: yeah. bro. You, like, you'll watch it and you'll actually be able to say this is just real stuff right here. Like it isn't. Let's just make, you know, so, Tiger the, the, the whole innocent guy. No, he's. Did, did, did we have any
0: insight from his ex a wife um Ellen Norgren? no she's she's not on it but you feel so bad for her because they show like footage of them saying hey her, her uh, her man. like she's holding their kids bro like when they're little kids and they're like oh hey how's it you know, how's it feel that tiger cheated on you with like 20 different women blah blah blah. and she's just trying to get to the damn car to leave you but know why, but, but 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 why did they release all these okay
2: okay two one to two weeks prior of this uh, documentary being released, how come you're seeing? Oh, Tiger Woods is coaching his son on whatever damn course it was. I forgot, but I, I remember Played I was watching. It. it was about three weeks ago, and it's like you know, it's just yeah. all this is kind of built up to. You know, his dad died. Obviously, he. You know, he, it's obviously propaganda to, if that's even a word, to kind of you know, to to make him for him. You, have you, to you guys watch don't it. agree with me i don't have to no. watch it but i mean no no no, no you, you do, do have to watch it you do, actually do. You that have, you to do it. have
1: to because you're making an opinion that it's to either what well, propaganda is it making on them it's nothing yeah, it's yeah, literally yeah, this yeah, is yeah, what I'm happened assuming, in my life just that, yeah, when when I, I,
2: i'm just looking at the outside i'm not in the inside i'm looking from the outside in okay all of a sudden i'm seeing him and his son and he's Trying to teach his son how to golf, and his She's son did this. Michael Jordan of golf. And then all literally. of a sudden, the documentary comes out. The dad's dead. It's portraying him to. I'm just saying, okay, I'll watch That's, it. I'll do that. I'll do my due diligence for you, you guys.
0: You are the first person to hear like that has done a deep dive of a conspiracy theory on that. It's, it, it might be all over the internet, but like, but your deep dive on that, and you're kind of thinking on that. It's. You dude, does no, dad pass away? I. Dude, that That's passed
1: your, away probably at least fifteen years ago.
0: Yeah. So go ahead and the so first fifth, episode so the you. one of the
2: greatest golfers in time, all time. One of the greatest golfers to ever live didn't come out in one of these documentaries until fifteen years ago. Or fifteen years later, if well, you will. See, Sorry. Seeing
1: that seeing that he's a story and what happened to him with his ex wife happened within the yeah. past five years. I think it's kinda I, like shit. I'm the Michael Jordan of golf. My life's been up, 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 Then I had the biggest down, the biggest fall. You know what? Let's make a freaking documentary. 2006.
0: Up, it was perfect timing so, though because years 17 about. years
1: later. But, no, you give his, his, but that isn't what the his last major was. It actually has like nothing to do with it to a degree. His, yeah, I mean, he dies and it made an impact on him, but this is about his life, the up and down, like the, the way you're looking at it. Is a different perspective. Yeah. So his just,
0: his two his last major was in 2008, and then everything happened in 2009. and Then he has the back injury. He gets he, the DWI. The, so uh, when, so when it comes full full circle to the 2019 Masters win, that is when you think about making the documentary. That so right no, there. So no so
2: 2000 no 2019 Masters win no documentary. Maybe oh, not. at some point, at some That's point. What maybe I'm not. I love That's it. That's
0: what I'm thinking for sure. Maybe oh, for not. 17 years later How, after his dad, no. dad died why
1: not after ha-
2: but
0: how would, you end a docu- case, how would you end this bro. documentary then if he didn't win the 2019 uh, me, Masters? Continuous back it. injuries and like, oh, just the fall? You know, no, it doesn't sell unless you have that type of win like this god Tiger Woods had. He had 14 major victories in 2008, and then he didn't win anything his 15th until 2019, and now he's only three away from Jack. He probably won't get there, but he damn sure would have gotten there if he didn't have all this stuff yeah, happen yeah. between 2008 and now. He's like, been there already.
2: he been there when did the Cadillac go into the tree? We're looking at fifteen.
0: Was it that long ago? Oh no, no no no. Not the Cadillac. I'm sorry, the the um uh the uh the escalade, you know, the bashing in yeah, the windshield. It was a Cadillac.
2: Hit. Cadillac Escalade, asshole.
0: Yeah, no, his wife. <laughs> yes, Kim. No, his wife Elon, when she busted in he his was- window and, and crashed into the tree, that was two thousand like ten or eleven. Jesus, it was that
2: long ago? Wow.
1: Nah, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it's almost kind of like long overdue to a degree. But I mean, at the end of the day, rather, there's a timing agenda behind it. Like, if you watch it, you'll just see it's literally just a good documentary of the rise and the fall. But you know what? Despite all the crap, he ended up winning another major just two years ago. And it just showed like, damn, this guy, he is arguably the greatest golfer to ever live hands down. I mean, he's not to say he still has problems. I mean, this guy is literally—he is the Michael Jordan of golf. There's no doubt about it. Can he, can he it. win another one? Yeah, he can. Of course, he can. Is yes, he going to? I don't to know. Be, it would have to be at Augusta. He could win a golf course. He could win golf tournament anywhere. I mean, he just had another procedure because he's still he having back pain. His Augusta. body's just breaking down. And that's another thing you see. You know, he starts getting into a whole bunch of different things throughout his career, workout-wise, and. Just strain on his body, man, his knee, and he has, like, freaking no ACL. He had a major reconstruction uh, surgery. Oh, yeah. So there's just a lot of things that I think people don't understand. I mean, yeah, he had a downfall, but there's a whole lot more to it than just uh, the—
0: But, Mark, it's definitely not made to, like for you to feel completely sorry for him. Like, his life is crazy in the beginning and stuff, and so then— So why
1: was he on those pain
2: pills I fucking ran— why was he on, Why was he on those pain pills that Champions. ran him into that damn the the palm tree down in there in Florida in the Cadillac guys?
0: Probably I mean, he had he had the back issues he had a reconstructive surgery on his knee where he had. Pain, Sean well. just said he had no ACL. It's just pain and he and he wants to get out there so bad to play and you know just had problems, dude. Probably I mean he was
1: psychologically with all the girls and freaking not being able to sleep, being the hella pain, probably being the public eye. I mean bro, we can never relate
0: to that kind <laughs> Right, so I mean, just just like Tiger,
2: what? just see for
0: yourself, just see for yourself. But um,
2: he's trying to get that Tiger home. Bro. <laughs> I so, mean.
0: but I mean, yeah, just just go ahead and see it for yourself. Watch it; it's really really good. Fans of the podcast, please go and watch this documentary as well, as well as wandavision and hey, Batwoman as well. So that's a comic book side. That is the end of the podcast episode ninety seven. An amazing episode, as usual. Fellas, take us away on another week. Another great episode and another
1: episode closer to our big episode 100 event. Fun times, guys, as always. Climbing the world of sports and comics. Sports-wise, again, watch that AFC and NFC championship game on Sunday. Of course, sport, uh, support your sports teams. Sharks are back on with the NHL. And, of course, the Dubs. Huge, huge win tonight versus the Spurs. And, you know, comic-wise, movie-wise, a lot of good content. Obviously, the Future State stuff going on, whether you like it or you don't. Uh, There is obviously something out there that you'll like, I'm sure of. And, yeah, comic-book-wise, or comic-bookie-wise, I should say, definitely keep supporting us. You guys know we're going to keep bringing the game every week. You know our social media page, our email page, keep engaging with us. And not even just for episode 100, but... Every episode after that, this is just the beginning of the year. We're having a great time starting off strong. Got some fun interviews lined up and in the works for some future interviews. And yeah, just keep checking us out, supporting us, keep downloading us. We appreciate it each and every time you guys do it. And yeah, thanks, guys.
2: Definitely, definitely, Sean. Thank you for informing the Comic Bookie fans on all that information. Like he said, just to throw a couple lines at you one last time. If you guys are going for the Chiefs, remember they're minus three. If you guys are going for the Green Bay Packers against my Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're sitting at about a three and a half point favorite by the hook, take Tampa. I think that they're destined to try to get into this Super Bowl, playing out Raymond James, the first team in history to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. So. For all you footy fans as well, we're all hoping that Liverpool gets back atop the table from these teams from Manchester and Leicester. Leicester, who? But no, at the end of the day, guys, we're coming at you guys from uh, uh, from from United States, California, if you will. But uh, we have elected a new president, Joe Biden. Uh, If he is not your president, if he is not anybody's president, I just want to let you guys know that at the end of the day, we are one republic, you know, under God. And at the end of the day, we obviously want whoever is in is in the is leading our free world and our free country. We want them to do good and we want them to prosper, because if they prosper, that means that our nation, the number one nation in the world is prospering. And everybody looks up to us, so thank you, um, everybody that has uh, stuck with us, that continues to download us. We're reaching all-time highs, in, you know, in downloads and in viewership and everything, and you know that just gives us more incentive to deliver for you guys, the fans. And we are coming at you, episode 100 coming up here in a couple weeks. Mike, take them off, let them know what they can expect from us. Their favorite podcast, Comic Bookies, baby. Thank you guys. Let's go, man. Couple more.
0: Yep. Uh that's for sure. We have two more episodes left after this week, before episode one hundred. We are live uh, I was just talking to my wife earlier today, and it was, it's was it been – like how long has it been since all three of us have recorded an actual episode in the same room? So it's going to be really cool to do that and also expect us to go live in future episodes after that as well. We'll be on the same YouTube channel, so please check us out the Combookies, Bookies. You know our IG and everything and all the social media handles. You know the email, so please hit us up. Please leave us that five-star review on, on iTunes and all of where you listen to us. But for Mark and for Sean, this is Mike. This has been the Comic Bookies Podcast cast enjoy the sports enjoy the comics and enjoy each other peace out see y'all next week peace and always enjoy each other let's go